Hello, this is episode 293 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Reddy. So I don't have any notes for this podcast, which is probably quite fitting because I'm going to partly reference it back to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington speech from 1963. And I learned a few years ago why I like portions of that speech or they're more impactful for me than others. And that is because it was a point in which the speech became completely spontaneous. And I think that very few people have that ability and that talent to actually spontaneously speak and do it in such a way where they accurately reach a sort of a conclusion point for people or a summary point and have lasting impacts rather than just waffling. So I've been trying to think of a way to reference this for people for this podcast. And this is the concepts of time and legacy and instant gratification which is a big shift for the younger generation of people at the moment. And there's a lot of complexities in it because naturally development takes a certain time. Naturally change takes a certain time. And naturally we are not the people we are when we're younger. We have a lot of experiences that form us and we can't know that. But we live in a society now where we expect an instant response. And we see this a lot now with children because they've been so used to growing up in a way where everything instantly talks back. It would be quite shocking for people to realize that when I was at sea, that I only got email five days a week, not seven. I only got email into the ship once a day, it left the ship twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening, but we only had a signal back to us once a day. We actually completely lost communication for 11 days during the month. And in the end, I ended up sending a fax to my parents to let them know that it was still okay. And that was a lot of communication. That was a lot more than people were used to. I once knew an archaeologist very well, and I would write to them while they were stationed on digs in Egypt. And I would be totally reliant on people traveling back from the digs to post the letters when they got back to various countries, which seems very bizarre for people now in terms of when they send an email or they send a message that they instantly expect you to respond. I was really horrified recently when I read an article that people now know when people are typing into WhatsApp or other messaging services and they, they stage it so that you can see them typing. And they stage it so that you can see yourself typing back. But you don't actually send anything or actually communicate. But we've actually reached a place of dysfunction now where we have an acknowledgement in little dotted signals, but we don't say anything to each other. And so I've used the exercise for years with students, and I've mentioned this before. I've shown them the difference between Rosa Parks on what happened in terms of the Montgomery bus strike and reference that to the I have a dream speech. And my reasons for doing that have been twofold. One, to show people that there are completely different personalities involved in creating change and impact in the world. And you don't have to be somebody who's capable of standing up in front of 50,000 people and speaking in Washington in order to create change. You can be the person who just takes an integral stand and just doesn't do what's expected of you 
or what's the norm at that time or what you should be doing. You can be the person who can challenge in a way very quietly. And I think it's an incredibly good exercise to show students that you can just be yourself and actually still create change. But there's another reason why I've always done it for them, and that is to show them that that incident for Rosa Parks, she was arrested on the 1st of December in 1955. The bus strike actually lasted for over a year, which I don't think people realize, which took a lot of hardships and a lot of negotiations at the time for people to be able to sustain not getting on the bus for over a year. But the march on Washington and the speech that in a lot of ways came from that time and from that movement didn't happen until 1963. And so time is a very funny concept for people. And I think from working in education, this is one of the aspects I've seen. And it's one of the aspects that both infuriates me in the sense that people's development is ticking by and their time in education is ticking by. And I often don't feel that people intervene or realize that a week is a lifetime in, in a child's life sometimes. A month, you know, is, is eons in what you can create or destroy. And, and patterns can form very quickly in one way. But in another way, change within the education system seems to take a seismic a time to, to create that. There is a podcast brewing in me around violence towards women, given the week that it is in Ireland. And that has been building and building and building that conversation. There is a lot of moments that have gone, come to this point. And it reminds me an awful lot of a woman who was left to die in Galway. They built towards the repeal the eighth movement and eventually built towards a referendum in this country around abortion. So there's a lot that takes place, and these, these, this change is stretched out. It's stretched out in terms of what people are ready to react towards and what they're ready to ask for. But then in tandem, as an individual, there's a development process you go through, and you are not the same person at 5 or 15 or 20 or 25 even. Those years, particularly between 17 and 24, are huge. So much happens for people in that time. And yet, in a funny kind of way, in our heads, we're trying to compare this back to how we reference time and how we think change happens. And now put that in a context in terms of social media and think that just because you build so many likes or so many views on something or so much traction and that appears to have an impact, it's a very small part, in a way, often, of the big change and the big impact and how long you need to sustain caring about something and talking about something and how long you have to stay in sustaining people's growth and their own secureness. Sometimes I think some of the younger generation both think that events that happen online are a lot more significant than they really are or that they have great expectations from that and their bubble is burst. But also they have great expectations of themselves in, in what they can see and what they can really feel and what they can understand at the ages that they're trying to understand it. And then in another way, there's a generation beyond them who don't understand that sometimes a week is a very long time. 
and that it really matters what you do in very short timescales to create change. That if you don't create those gaps and those sense of people being seen that I talked about in the last podcast, that they can give up and they can sometimes never get up again. So there's a lot to do with a mismatch in how we understand time, impact and true change. And I'm not sure that we reflect on that enough. And it's interesting that I've been using that exercise for years in a twofold way to help people to see that it's okay to be yourself and to approach this as yourself and that it doesn't have to be a loud campaign in order for you to create change. But similarly, you have to realize that sometimes things take time and that all those stepping stones add up, all those events that add up. And I'm probably going to chart this a lot more in terms of the conversation towards women in Ireland. There are a whole series of events, particularly in the last decade, that have led to this moment this week in Ireland. And sometimes we, we don't chart those and we don't keep going. And we don't realize the limitations of a social media campaign. 